Hello, 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 everybody. I am back once again because every time I say I'm going to take a break, I find somebody else that I really want to interview, and then I hop right back on the bandwagon. But that's okay because it's my show, so anything goes. I say every episode that I'm very excited, but today I am extra, extra excited because of many things, but mostly because it is my first in-person interview, and I happen to be interviewing my most favorite human in the entire world, my mom. Say hi, mom. Hi. So today I'm going to be going through some questions with my mom in a sort of Mother's Day-esque special. Questions that I've always wanted to ask her, questions that I've never really thought to ask her, and also just her opinions on some things that I think are relevant to my life and where I'm at now and the topics of self-love. We're going to flow back and forth with questions in a sort of interview style and see where it takes us. It may lead to a conversation and it may lead to just me getting to know my mom a little bit better. We shall see. Um, For some of you that may be listening, you probably already know my mom. She's real popular amongst my friends. And for the few of you who do not know me personally, you're in for a treat. So without further ado, I am going to jump on into the questions with my mom. All right, for anybody that doesn't know, my mom's name is Nancy. I feel like at least, at the very least, you should all know her name. (laughs) And uh, we'll go from there. We're both feeling a little awkward because she's never done anything like this before and I've never interviewed anybody before. So we're finding it hard to even figure out where we're supposed to be looking, but we'll figure this out by the end of the interview. So I'm going to kick things off with the topic of the whole thing, which is self-love. And I'm going to ask you what you think of when you think of self-love. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, It's not something that um, I paid a lot of attention to, probably until it started coming up in conversations in the past few years. Um, I, um, I would define it as the ability to forgive yourself for your shortcomings or what you perceive as your shortcomings and, um, you know, the um, ability to look at your good points and carry on. You know, when I was younger, I didn't um, have any problem with (laughs) self-love. I loved myself a little too much, probably. But uh, I've gotten a lot more humble since having children and uh, just maturing, period. And um, I do realize that it is extremely important. So you say, you sort of answered a few of those questions amongst there. So you talked about your definition of it and whether or not it's changed um, since having kids or not. Can you talk about what your current thought process is on it and whether or not you feel that you love yourself? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of at a juncture in my life at the moment where, um, yeah, I, I am assessing where I'm at quite regularly. I'm probably not very good at it. Um, because it's not something I've focused a lot of time and attention on over the years. Um, but I, I've forgotten the question. <laughs> I'm wondering if you can say that you love yourself. Yes, I, I can say that I love myself. Good. You should. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things I wish I was had done differently or was portraying, portraying differently, but no, for the most part, could be a lot worse. (laughs) No, I think that's one of the coolest things I've learned amongst my conversations with other women is how it's really important for us all to understand that this is not something that we would just achieve and then end. So I think that loving yourself and the practice of self-love and self-care is a continuous thing that we all need to learn to build time for. Obviously, there's different things that many of us need to focus on um, specifically so that we can kind of achieve an overall level of self-love. I know, you know, whether that's like body image or self-confidence and et cetera, et cetera. But it's very interesting to speak to different women of different ages and see how their definitions have changed or how becoming a mom has affected whether or not they love themselves before or love themselves after or what it 
means to love themselves. So. Yeah, you're right. It's a practice for sure. And um, just for a little bit of context for people, you turned the big 60 last year. I did. And there is very loose conversation of you and dad considering retirement in the next few years. So if anybody's wondering what that junction or whatever word you say, <laughs> you said a while back. Um, of course, that's a totally changing time for you. Um, Kate and I, being my sister and I, are 27 and 29. We are, you know, still very dependent on you. Um, but obviously we are loosening the reins a little bit, so it's an interesting time for you, I can imagine, and how you're going to move forward and what your life now looks like, not needing to be primarily our mom, but more yourself once again. Yes, absolutely. Do you see that for yourself during this time? Oh, for sure. That's probably the biggest thing is making the pivot from my focus being almost entirely on YouTube to looking at what do I want. I believe one of your questions was what sparks joy for me. That's a really good question. I've been rattling my brain trying to, I mean, there's lots of things that I enjoy and that make me happy, but to what really sparks joy, I, I'm going to have to find that out. That's exciting that you have acknowledged that though. Mm -hmm. And now you have extra time to do it. Yeah, I think that that's, it's very cool because my friends and I are starting to slowly have the conversations of kids in the next few years. I can't even imagine how that's going to change my life. But to then think of it from the other side, where I then have to go from being this selfish person to being devoted to another being or multiple beings, and then sort of finding a balance between continuing to be a mom, but also making sure you're time, finding time for yourself again, that's crazy. I think a lot of that is biology though. I really do. I, I remember when you guys were really small. I was so focused on you guys. I, I was scared for the future when you guys flew the coop because I thought what will my life be? But you just grow out of it whether that's through menopause, whether <laughs> that's you know I, I really think it's hormonal and you just eventually start to go okay bye bye. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so let's jump a little bit back um, into the topic of self-love versus specifically motherhood for right now. I'm wondering, you said when you were younger that self-love wasn't really an issue for you. And unlike your own daughter, aka me, um, you loved yourself a little too much at times. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you have like a, a certain time where you can recall that there was a specific struggle and how you might have come through that? Was there like a certain practice you devoted to or was there a certain part of yourself that you really needed to work on? Well, um, you're talking about before I had kids? Any time in your life, but... Yeah. Um, I, I actually had... I, it's something I don't even think about anymore, but um, I had some tough years in high school, um, being as tall as I am and, you know, how high school kids can be and... Um, I took a lot of abuse for whatever reason. I became the brunt of a lot of embarrassing crap that went down in high school. Just It's, it's different crap than this, from the 70s than it would be when you were in high school, but it's still the same old crap. And um, that was hard. And I, I remember shedding a lot of tears over that and stuff. But at the end of the day, I get it now. It's not, it, I don't think it, had a lasting effect on me at all but and then in the 80s you know once I became a grown-up I um, just jumped onto that whole material world kind of bandwagon and it was woohoo party hardy all the time balls 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 mm -hmm. as in like balls if you're a drag race fan not mm -hmm. other way right. if anybody yes. is listening to that and mm -hmm. took that in a different direction um, Kate and I just watched Paris is Burning, and I am obsessed with that kind of early 80s New York oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to see this. It's, it's, yeah, I'm very jealous of the time that you grew up in. Um, is it bad that I think it's kind of humbling to know that you also struggled with bullies? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that 
probably is something I should have shared with you before. I don't know if I Well, I mean, like, I don't think Kate or I really suffered with, like, bullying specifically. Certainly not in high school. No, definitely not. You guys did just fine. I was not very popular, but I got by. But, I don't know, it's just, like, these, even when I was coming up with these questions, like, they're just things that I never asked you, or even if you told me probably at the time I was 17 and I didn't care. Whereas now I I would really, like, I'm curious to know what your life was like or what your thought process is on a lot of things. So if anybody's listening, I highly suggest you do this with your mama while you got the chance because it's pretty cool. Yeah, I would have liked to have done it with mine. Okay, so um, I know you pretty well and I know what a lot of your daily activities are. So I think I already know the answers to this. But I'm curious um, if you have specific practices that you use to kind of support your me time or, you know, support your self-care and your self-love. Yes. Well, as you know, (laughs) I'm living in our two-bedroom townhouse with us. Um, Which I don't anymore, just so (laughs) everyone knows. (laughs) Um, I I get up early. Um, I like that couple of hours in the morning. Um, That is my time. Whether that's me writing, whether it's me online shopping, whether it involves a couple of cups of coffee for sure. And I try very hard to um, exercise at the same time. I have dabbled in meditation and uh, I would like to, it's something I would like to pursue more. Um, I haven't done it enough to make it a practice, Mm -hmm. a regular condition. Practice makes perfect, as they say. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I I like yoga. I like breathing. Um, but it's I'm not a fanatic about any of it. But I do really like my morning time. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty cool the way that you and Dad have sort of established that in the sense that your morning time is yours and he gets to sleep in and that's sort of his thing. But it's kind of just without being said. But I think it's really nice that even after. 30 years of marriage Mm -hmm. you're able to have that thing that is your own and that is your own time I also would have thrown in their cooking which I thought you maybe would say yeah but it's not as you know I don't think it's as it's not expected it's not so much as a a, of a therapy true it's more something I just really enjoy fair she also happens to be really good at it just so everyone knows (laughs) okay I'd also like to know what some of your, or at least one of your favorite things is about yourself. And I specifically wrote this down in the questions, and I think it's important that you are so much more than just a mom. So I want it to be something that is more than just, I like that I'm a mom or I like my kids, which you better like us, but can you name a few things? Because there's no ego involved within doing that. That is one thing I've learned and one thing I will continue to promote. think of a couple things I've got a good sense of humor yes um I am a good friend mm-hmm. um I'm very loyal maybe to a fault um I get that from you <laughs> yeah you come upon it honestly um I'm sure there's a couple other things but I'm drawing a blank at the moment I I'm quite intelligent i I like the fact that I am good with numbers, and um, it's um, fared well for me over the years. Good. I mean, I could go on and on, but I think it's important for you to list your own traits. So, but if you ever need a boost, I'm here for you. <laughs> um, all right, another one that I want to hear. We sort of talked about this earlier, so you you said that you remember reading one of my questions being about what sparks you joy. Um, do you feel that you have enough joy in your life right now, or do you think that it's something that you want to bring more into now that you've sort of been brought this to your attention? Yeah, I don't know how much joy we're entitled to, you know? I mean, you can't feel joy without feeling the other stuff, mm-hmm. right? And when you do really feel pure joy when something whether it's an interaction with a person whether it's a really great program on tv or something just a really fun event um it's uh 
it's there's that feeling I don't know if I don't know quite how to put it in words that it's just this is just so freaking awesome I hope this never goes away but it of course it does and then you those kind of things balance out some of the crappy things of course but um yeah of course I would like to Okay, so your homework from this is to find things that bring you even more of those holy crap, this is amazing feelings. Mm -hmm. But you, pluses for you, is that you've already kind of understand that it's not going to always be the highlight. So let me follow that up with sort of a different question, which is something I learned from a conversation I had with uh, Rachel. She doesn't believe that happiness is the goal because, like you said, it fluctuates so much and it is so dependent on how other people react around you and your environmental status and things like that. Do you feel that you're at peace with where you are in your life? I don't feel like I'm restless. No. But at peace, like, do you basically not, do this, you feel that there's a good enough balance at this moment between the good moments and the bad moments? For the most part, this has been a particularly tumultuous True. couple of months. We happen to be in the midst of COVID nineteen, right? And uh, however, we are incredibly lucky that all of our family and friends are safe and healthy, and we are all working full time. Yes, and I don't have school aged children. Yes. Um, but yeah, the whole working from home, I had, I had established this four day work week less than a year ago and I was really getting into the rhythm of that and it started opening up opportunities for me to pursue other interests. And now all of a sudden I kind of feel like the work never shuts down, um, you know, partly because it's on my dining room table, but also because there's a lot of fires going that need Mm -hmm. to be dealt with. So this isn't the best time to be. That's fair. Yeah. And I think that's, again, realistic to know that this is a very strange reality for a lot of people right now. And it yeah. would be unnatural if you didn't find that you were responding with either a little bit more stress or a little bit yeah. more overwhelm or anxiety. So the fact that I think you're still finding it still to be relatively balanced amongst all of this is something to be thankful for. Yes. And then you can still take away with the fact that Maybe you do need to be making more of a priority to finish your on your Fridays and uh, find those yeah, other little sparks, you know? Exactly. For the first month or so, I didn't even realize that I had given up my Fridays. And yeah, so I've, uh, so here it is Friday today, and um, I'm here. Not here working. we go. So, but yeah, but prior to this whole thing transpiring, I was starting to feel like this is cool. I could see this all working out working more from home, which that, that has been a good experience. So I know it can be done and it's, yeah. So it's, there's good stuff happening. Good. Again, I think that that's just the best mindset that we can all have, especially amongst what's currently going on is remaining grateful for the things we have, hoping that the balance is there or it's close to as balanced as possible between the good and the bad. And then taking whatever moments we can to either benefit ourselves with you know, doing something for ourselves or something that we enjoy or learning or, or whatever. So you're so smart, mom. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. I'm 60. <laughs> what do you hope to do in the next few years? Sorry. What do you hope the next few years of your life look like now that you are slowly beginning the conversation of retirement? And like we said, the fact that Kate and I are sort of finally taking a little bit of a step back from you um do you have any specific goals or desires or what is it that you're really excited to sort of focus your time on yeah the um here again that this whole last couple of months has really kind of thrown things for a loop but i would have said i was looking forward to redecorating that other bedroom to become my office slash workout place slash extra guest room um and start slowly backing away from the daily grind. And that is definitely on high on my priority list. I'm not necessarily ready to retire yet. I work for a great organization, as you know. And I love what I do and the people I work with. And um, I don't particularly want to give that up. But at the same time, I do want to slow down. And travel, as you know, has been a huge priority in the last 10 years for your dad and I. And... Um, I 
would have said, oh, well, we're definitely wanted. Well, we have talked about potentially going somewhere to in Europe and staying there for 10 months or something to just give it a try or do something crazy like that. Now, I don't know. First of all, it's going to be a while before that happens. But also, I don't know if it's that much of a priority. I've been fortunate that I've been able to go to a lot of places. So anyway, we'll see. No, I think that's valid. I Anybody that might be listening knows that I also love to travel. And today I was supposed to be landing in London to visit my friends. So that really sucks because I miss them loads. And then I was going to travel around Italy for 12 days and explore the Amalfi Coast in Rome. Um, I'm very gutted about that. But like I said, I'm counting my blessings because I'm fully employed. And I'm home and I'm safe and I'm healthy and I have my family and friends here. Um, but I do understand what you mean. Even being a travel junkie myself, there's just this sort of imminent desire to get on the next plane that I possibly can, being told that I cannot go away. And then there's this other part of me that goes, holy crap, I'm so lucky to have seen what I've seen and been where I've been. I'm okay if this is for some reason all that it's going to be. But yeah, I think so. I think that that's an understanding perspective. But at the same time, Europe for a few months would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But, you, you know, it's uh, I, I can't help but think that there is a definite tie between this pandemic and global warming and mm-hmm. the whole way of the world. And we have to change. Our, we have to... Uh, this. I've heard people call it a reset. I've heard people call it... Um, yeah. All kinds of things. Like, it, it's... It, there is lessons to be learned out of here, and, and if that means maybe we do need to stop jumping on airplanes just because we can, um, that's the kind of thing that we need to do. And we're fortunate to live in a beautiful country, and our province is spectacular, especially this time of year. I know. We're so lucky. Um, not to make this too COVID-related, although it's all anybody's yeah, talking about, but we are we have, you and I have had a couple of conversations where we feel especially lucky because of our age groups. You don't feel that you have any kids that you have to homeschool. I don't feel like I'm, you know, if I was 10 years younger and trapped in my parents' house or not trapped, but like Like your sister is. had to stay home because I was in high school or whatever. Like it just sucks. We're both at a very lucky age group in the sense that we have our freedom still and we have less, I don't know. I feel like we've been, like I've said, like our lives have been interrupted a little bit, but they haven't really been, we haven't been put out. We haven't Nothing really stopped for us. We just had to be inconvenienced. And now, even today, it's a spectacular day. And so what, we have to spend our weekend hanging out outside. Like, we're very, very fortunate. So I completely get that. Tying this all back into the initial question that led us here, though, um, I will say that it is very cool to hear you and Dad talk about the next chapter a little bit because... You know, you guys joke that you have our, um, what do you call it? Our ski money? The Oh, the, the... kids inheritance or something? Yeah. Um, you and a couple of our of my parents' best friends all think it's really funny to plan all these trips. Spending the kids yes. inheritance, the ski, yes. ski trips. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Taking ski trips all together. Um, and as I've said to you, this is your money and I want you to have the best, you know, next, hopefully... 70, 80 years of your life, if I have anything to say about it. Um, No thanks. (laughs) um, But, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool to see where we all go. And I personally hope that in the 40 or so years when I'm... Oh, no, wait, that would make me 67. Man, let's let's make that 33 years from now. um, That I am in a position where I can say that I love my job and that you know I may need to slow down but I still really love what I do and yeah I hope that I have the physical ability to travel and all that stuff like you and dad do so you guys are serious inspirations um all right switching gears a little bit we're gonna go into more parenting specific questions okay um I want to ask you a little bit about your parents first so my I'm gonna to refer to them as my grandparents, obviously. <laughs> my grandma was Finnish mm-hmm. and my grandpa was Irish. 
they met here in Vancouver in what the 50s yes Yes. Um, so you are a first generation Canadian. Hey mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty cool. Um, my grandma passed away when I was maybe seven because we were in the house in Delta mm-hmm. and then grandpa, I would have been about 13. So unfortunately I didn't really get the chance to really develop a relationship with grandma and even grandpa. I was still a little too young to properly get to know him. Although I am lucky enough to have better memories of him than grandma. So I want to, this is going to sound like a silly question, but I want to ask you, I want to say like, do you miss your parents? Cause I know that you do, but like, how often do you find yourself like thinking about them? Yeah, I, um, I do miss them. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing, the whole having older parents and, you know, they get to a point where, you know, you've got small children, whatever you've got full-time job and everybody's so busy and everything and it becomes I always felt or I often felt that I had to make time for them even though we didn't have particularly productive visits or whatever anyway I mean for the most part we I loved seeing them and I but you do tend to take your parents for granted and I, I was no different from anybody else um, but now that I'm older myself and I have more time I certainly do miss them and I'm I think it's brilliant that you're doing this because I never did this with my parents and my mother in particular who had such an interesting horrible upbringing um, I really wish I understood where she she came from better than I do and nobody does like none of us my brother my sister we don't we just didn't know her very well and she had a lot of demons yeah mm-hmm. i know as a baby boomer yourself i can only imagine what yeah your parents the generation of world war ii and especially the people that were fleeing europe to come to mm-hmm. canada and the states and things like that it's it's insane to me that that is still in my bloodline like, yeah it's crazy yeah. You know, like we keep going back to COVID because it is, it's, it's life. Um, you know, we say that this is probably going to be the most historical part of our lives. Hopefully anyway, hopefully it isn't yeah. some World War Three or mass climate change eruptions. Or, or murder bees. Or, 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 or murder hornets. hornets. Um, yeah, it's insane to me that those people still do exist. And I lost my, obviously I've said it on here, I lost my grandpa last summer. And he was again one of those people and I never took the time to ask him the right questions either. So, friendly reminder to do it while you can, people. Mm-hmm. All right. So, both Grandma and Grandpa, like I said, they passed before Kate and I really got to properly know them. Um, I'm wondering, like, what's something you really wish that we could have either, like, learned from them or experienced with them? My, um, my parents were very simple people. I mean, they were lovely, they were very sociable, very uh, outgoing people, but they were, they were very humble. And my mom in particular, she actually was a Quaker when she was younger. She went through a phase in her youth. What does that mean? It's, it's, it's a religion or a lifestyle. And, um, I was thinking it was like a dance troupe. (laughs) No, it's very, um, they live a very simple life. And um, they're they're known to be very loving, um, generous people, and they don't um, live high on the hog. And they, I guess, they're somewhat parallel to Mormon type. I guess I, I don't really know that much about them. I'm making this all up. And if somebody out there is listening and goes, she doesn't know what she's talking about, it's probably true. It's okay. You literally just said that you didn't know your mom as well as but you. Anyway, <laughs> she was very. She was a deep thinker. And she, I think you would have, some, sometimes she could give you advice that you wouldn't want to hear, but it just hit the nail on the head. And I think that you could have really benefited from that. Yeah, Adrian and Athena, your cousins, they, being a little bit older, they did get to spend more time with her. And, um, and that, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that they did. Because um, it, it, she, she really had a lot going on there. I wish I had the opportunity to get more out of yeah. it, too. 
Yeah, unfortunately my best memory of grandma is how soft her skin was and how much I always <laughs> loved hugging her and like petting her face. But I feel... A Hopefully s- that's genetic. <laughs> Weirdo. But um, I feel a weird sort of cool connection in the sense that I do live across the street now from the hospital where she used to work. Every that's time right. I think about it or she I walk past that, I just, it's very cool to know that I bet if I walked through those hallways, there would be a photo of her from her grad class in there. I don't know, there's something to that that I think is pretty special. I also just know Grandpa was like the bombest dude, and I really wish I got to know him better. He was pretty cool. And a great tennis player. Yeah. He was just a good athlete. And carpenter, man. He used to help Dad so much. Because, Mike Tittle, we love you, but you are not the handiest man. (laughs) Although you mean very well. Um... Okay, so this may go back to what you've just said also, but I'm curious to know what your like favorite thing is about your parents. I, I think it was, and I, I wouldn't have um, answered you the same way 20 years ago, but I, in retrospect, I think I appreciate the fact that they were very no BS kind of people. And um, they were just good people. And I'm really grateful for that. Do you have a specific paper memory of either of them? I have a few memories. Like, uh, I, for some reason, whenever anybody asks me that, the first thing that I think of is sitting in the back seat of my dad's um, Volkswagen Beetle. He had like four of them consecutively. Um, practicing time multiplication tables. I wow. remember the t- table square he gave us. Yeah. Yeah. I can still go up to yeah. 11 automatically because of I, him. I've got it down. Um, the, uh, um, and while my sister was having her accordion lessons, so dad would entertain me with the, with the multiplication tables. Can they not? <laughs> Excuse me, just a pigeon trying to fly into my window multiple times. Um, and mom, I re- before she worked at Mount St. Joseph's, she was at the Richmond General. Yeah, in the emergency ward, and um, which happened to be kitty corner to my high school in Richmond, and um, so quite often, I and maybe two or three friends would go and sit on a gurney in the emergency room, wait for her to get off shift, so we could get a ride home with her. Sounds like a scene from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Could you imagine doing that in a emergency no. right now? No. Was... Well, specifically not now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really cool question to ask because, and I don't know if this is actually true, but I've read before that they say that when you actually remember something, you're remembering the last time you remembered it. So I think it's important every once in a while to kind of give yourself a chance to bring those memories to the forefront of your mind so that they're as fresh as possible. Um, okay. I can totally see that. That's very true. Yeah. Do you feel like you are more like your mom or your dad? I definitely get a little bit of both from them. I think my practicality kind of comes from my dad um but my mom there i think you're gonna ask me who you you think i'm more like that's what i just said oh sorry i thought is that what you just (laughs) said so do you feel like you're more like your mom or your dad (laughs) do you want me to ask you again yeah (laughs) Do you feel like you're more like your mom or your dad? Um, well, if I have to pick one or the other, I'm going to say my mom. Oh, I thought you were going to say your dad. I know. That's what I mean. I was. Uh, it's it's a tough one because there are certain things about my dad that I can certainly see in myself. Um, except for the fact that dad was a staunch NDPer and I'm not. But, but uh, my mom was a bit of a philosopher. And, um, do you think Kate and her would have had really cool conversations? Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> or would have been, would have been bad. Interesting. <laughs> it would have been interesting. Okay. And let me say this then. Is there anything, um, you wish that you could like say to your parents now? Oh, it would just be a huge thank you. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get selfish and I'm going to ask you questions about my childhood because it was obviously the best 27 years of your life. So, (laughs) 
Okay, well, just before I was born anyway. Um, is there anything you wish you'd done before becoming like a mom or a wife? Like anything you wish you'd tried or spent more time focusing on? No, when we decided we wanted to have kids, I it was all I could I was focused on. There again, I also think that's biological. I was just absolutely over the moon excited about becoming a mom. So I was really choked when it took a long time to get pregnant. <laughs> Especially when you wait all this time and then suddenly you decide you want it. You want it now. So was it planned that Kate and I would be so close together or did it just happen because yeah. you were having difficulty with pregnancy? Yeah, that's basically, I mean, it took close to a year to get pregnant with Kate. So I just assumed, I guess, you know, you just get careless, <laughs> whatever. But For I anybody can... that doesn't know, my sister and I are 17 months to the day apart. So we're both 20th babies. Mm-hmm. But April and September, so we're very close. Yeah, so close you, we used to be in the same class in elementary and, and school. And you're so consumed with the little one, your first one. I, I was not the most relaxed parent, as you've heard me say before. Um, and I I can see how people... I don't know how people space them two years apart. I could see how five years could go by. Yeah. Even though I wanted to have more than one. Did you want to ever have more than two? Yeah, I did. I, I wanted to have another one, but your dad didn't, so you got to pick your battles. It's okay. You stopped at the best one. <laughs> um, what was your reaction when you finally found out you were pregnant? Well, you can imagine if I was so excited. I Did you do a special reveal for dad like everyone does on Facebook these days? No. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that great then? It wasn't that exciting. Yeah. Did you know it was going to be girls before you had us? I did, because your Auntie Kathy's an ultrasound technician, so she did the ultrasound. I wasn't going to let her know, not me know. Although she could have thrown you a bomb gender reveal, and you could have started this whole trend 20-something years ago. That's true. That is true. Not many people have their ultrasound techs as their sisters. Yeah. Okay. This one might be hard, but I am curious to get your answer on it. I'm wondering if you can sort of describe the difference between the love you have for Kate and I versus the love for, like, Dad and your best friends mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, it, I, I thought that would be a difficult one to answer, but really what it is, that the key difference between how I feel about you two is you guys are like an extension of me. So it, you're you're a part of me, whereas everybody else I love... They could come and go. But you guys, you're stuck with me. So, um, but then at the same time, having said that, I've gotten to reach that point in my life where I can see myself. I, I know you guys are going to go off and, and um, become independent. And, you know, we won't be the top priority for you anymore. I mean, we already aren't the top priority for you guys anymore. Are you sure about that? But it's um, and but I'm okay with that. It's it's okay. But you guys will always be a part of me. You'll always yes, and vice versa. As long as I'm living. Man, I'm gonna cry a lot during this one. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this one jumps back a little bit with your own childhood or grandma and grandpa. Was there something that you took away from the way that you were raised that you either knew you wanted to ensure was, you know, part of the way you raised Kate and I, or that you made sure was not included? Well, there again, we had some, you know, my mom had her demons. And um, that was something that I was determined (laughs) wasn't going to uh, happen. But there again, I mean, that's we're talking a disease that yeah mental health issues can't always be yeah um but i don't think i ever consciously said not going to be in my family whereas um but things like music and stuff you ensured that it was just like it was there you go that's a good one yeah that my the love of music that my parents instilled in us um yeah that's definitely something I, i i couldn't imagine see it doesn't even come to mind because it's so in my head. I'm so sorry that I never took off in my music career. <laughs> if only you'd gotten me those singing lessons. 
I knew that was going to come up. I just want to have that recorded for everyone else to know that for my 13th birthday, my mom offered me singing lessons and I was ecstatic. I'm now 27 and I've never had them. So anytime, mom. We just got this. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Have your beliefs regarding faith changed since having children and what are they? Ultimately, I don't think so. I have, um, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, but not overly religious. We went to the neighborhood church. It didn't really matter what denomination it was. Um, my parents would come with us on Sundays, but they, I mean, everybody went to church back then to some extent, or they would just send us to Sunday school. So they wanted us to have a religious education. <laughs> they didn't really care about themselves yeah. that much. But I think, given the fact that I'm tied to a Christian organization now, uh, even though I am not a practicing Christian, I do have a lot of respect for, for um, well, just faith in general. I, I do believe that there is a higher being that we are, are accountable to. And that has definitely become more enhanced as I've gotten older. I'm sure partly because of the fact that I'm a mother. But also I, I wanted to expose you guys to that too so that you could have, I think it's important that it helps your moral compass a little bit. But I understand that. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been really lucky with you because you kind of, when we were younger, you would you brought us to church every once in a while, but then gave us the kind of opportunities to form our own beliefs and and things like that. And I know Kate's gone down a bit more of a philosophical journey, and I'm a bit more into the spiritual side now. But I think that you definitely had an influence on that for me in a positive way. Um, because I, I agree that I think that there is something else, you know, at work above and I, us, and I think that that's comforting to know that. And I also, because of the fact that I hang out with a lot of um, churchgoers, churchy people, um, I, I envy them a little bit. There's a community there that um, that is is it's highly um, ad, uh, addictive. I don't know. It's it's encouraging. It's it is. It could also be a really positive thing, and I think a lot of the time it gets a bad name because of the way people kind of abuse their faith or preach it in a negative direction, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like that period of time when I was taking you guys, when we lived in Delta, um, I would, um, there was a pastor there that just, I just thought was absolutely engaging and, and so interesting. And, and then he moved on and another fellow came in and he was perfectly nice, but it just wasn't the same. And then so I kind of, there again, I didn't get it long enough to really make it a practice but it's you have to get out of it what you want yeah and there are so many different ways to or I don't know different versions of it to find that I think people should be a little bit more open to giving it all a chance but. yeah and I mean when we started doing that that was just after my mom passed away so yeah it was it was important to me I needed some direction or something some something to lift me up and that's what I did that's cool all right. Do you have a favorite parenting moment that pops in mind? Um, I, I have know lots of lots, favorite but... moments, but parenting moments where I'm, I'm like, wow, I got this. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Sure. What, whatever you think of, like a favorite moment with Kate and I, or oh, I, I guess my favorite one was the, there really isn't a Santa Claus talk. That to me will always be. People one of stop my listening if you're stories. less than eight. <laughs> eight? You guys were like twelve. Yeah. Well, obviously, I held on to that for a little bit longer, which is why it's one of your favorites. Yeah. But really, that was just the art of deception that that we pulled over on you guys for so many years. But that was that was a popular one. I'm a creative soul. I didn't want to believe that there wasn't a man who brought joy to the world. Just like Kate did not want to believe that she couldn't go to Hogwarts one day. That's true. So everybody <laughs> that, has their Oh, moments. that was another one. I remember sitting in the car with Kate sobbing, trying to talk her down out of that one. 
I wanted to ask you that because I was curious if you were going to say something more recent or something younger because I think that there was a lot more like cherished moments when we were younger but absolutely. I think we have a lot more fun now. Yes, absolutely. Like for again, anybody who doesn't know us personally, my mom and I took the bombest trip last year to Las Vegas for three nights and we saw Celine Dion on her second to last show in Vegas, the queen that is Christina Aguilera. And then my absolute idol and forever love of my life, Lady Gaga's jazz show. And she brought Tony Bennett on stage. And yeah, that was pretty special. Yeah, we spent three days exploring and hanging by the pool and listening to some incredible music. And that was something I'm super grateful for. Yeah, that was a good trip. So now we can be daughter, mother, and best friends. <laughs> okay. This one I feel like I know the answer to, but I am still and will probably forever be curious about how you picked my name and why you don't actually call me my name. You know, it's funny. With, with Kate, I knew what her name was going to be right from the time I found out I was having a girl because I was absolutely obsessed with Catherine Hepburn. Did you know you wanted to call her Kate or did you think it was always going to be Catherine? I did because everybody called Catherine Hepburn Kate Hepburn. Oh, I, I didn't know that. that. I always was thought so it was Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Why couldn't I have been Audrey Hepburn? I hate I you so much for that. I know. I think no, about that all the time. No, I went to school with an Audrey, and you know, yeah. sometimes you associate. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that one. That one never would have worked out. No, you were going to be Claire, as you know, and it is your middle name. But we weren't stuck on it, and to be perfectly honest, I think your dad. He's def you, you know, he's the more sentimental one yes. of the two of us. Um, that is being the product of a Finnish mother and an Irish father. It's not, well, and my dad wasn't like a Catholic Irish, so he's, yeah, yeah not very sentimental. Um, we, uh, Johanna was definitely an option because it was your grandmother's, or your, your great Oma's name. Um, your Oma's name was Ina, which was not my, yeah. Sorry. Not, yeah. So, lovely lady, but uh, yeah, the name, I don't know. And um, I love the name Hannah. So, did you think it was going to be Hannah when you actually named me Johanna? I sort of, yeah. You hope so? I also, now this is a little weird story, little fun fact about me. I used to work in a brokerage firm back in the 80s, like when I was going to be Madonna. And... Um, no, the working girl. What was her name? I was going to say, you didn't want to be a pop star. You wanted to be Madonna in a specific yeah. movie. It's <laughs> that working girl movie. What's her name? Um, I have no she idea. married Antonio Banderas. Oh, Melissa. Melanie Griffith. Melanie yeah. Griffith. Um, yes. Um, so I was going to work my way to the top and use my blonde good looks to get there and all that stuff. Anyway, I worked for a <laughs> broker and his name was Bud. But his name was Edwin some Bud Oban. And so I love the way he signed his name, E bracket Bud Oban. And I thought Johanna could be J bracket Hannah Till. I did. <laughs> okay, that makes no sense because it's not two different names. It's one name with a J-O in front. And even today when I went to the liquor store and they asked me for ID, I had to be like, sorry, just take away the J-O because no one calls me Johanna. It's Hannah. Because some of my ID says Hannah and some of it says Johanna because oh, the only people who I'm call so me Johanna sorry. are substitute teachers. And then, of course, there's the whole German aspect. Is it supposed to be Johanna or is it supposed to be Johanna? And I tried to make it cool when I was 16 and be Jojo, but that never took off. So I am now Hannah and Hanny. And to be fair, I like Hannah better than Claire, so I'm okay with it. But I think it's so funny that you thought I would be Jay back in Hannah. And I, I don't know, I guess I always thought that I wanted you guys to have a formal name. And I'm, obviously Catherine is a, is a good one, but it's still a K. Yeah. To be Kate or Catherine. But uh, yeah, I know I, I did not set out to make it difficult for you. No, and I apologize fine. for that. And it's not too late to change it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm used to it now. Um, where did the Claire come from? I just really like the name. I think it was some a name that must have been trendy at the time. Fair. But I think that was the reason why we decided against it. It was just too trendy. I wanted something more classic. 
That makes sense. There's a lot of Claire's my age, so I think that, that yeah. it was trendy at yeah. a certain time. Okay, can you... This one's going to be a little bit darker and a little bit more recent, but can you describe what it was like to watch me suffer from depression? Because at that time, when I was at my worst, I was living with you. Yes, yes, that was hard. That was hard. It uh, broke my heart. Maybe angry sometimes. Um, Did you feel that you had a good understanding of depression before you watched me go through it? No. Me neither. No, I don't think so at all. Even despite the fact that my I didn't really fully understand my mother's situation. Um, and uh, it's been a huge... It was a huge learning curve. Yeah, I feel the same way. But you do. You feel helpless because there's nothing worse than not being able to make your child feel better and the fact that it went on for so long yeah that's my that's where I personally carry the most shame now is how long it went on for but you can't care I know shame. yeah well I'm working on that but um and you it know, sucks it's at the end in a few years it'll be a drop in the bucket and it'll be extremely formidable years and you won't be grateful necessarily, <laughs> but it no. will help shape the amazing woman you've become. Thank you. I definitely want to lean into that sort of mindset with it 100%, but I still struggle with the fact that I, it was seven years and it was basically my 20s. So I just feel like the, that was the time for me to be a bit more foolish and exploratory and adventurous and you know be cocky and all this stuff and instead I was feeling the absolute opposite and the like lowest of the low so now you know I find all my friends they have all these really funny stories of all these like crazy nights out and you know they're all settling in with their partners and I feel like I'm now where they were <laughs> at like 27 or excuse me at 27 I'm now where they were at like 20 in the sense that I want to go do some of these foolish things um but also, I'm a lot more mature than that, so I don't want to do them. I don't know. It's a weird battle. But. I think the 20s are a bit of a write-off decade anyway. True. And I'm grateful that you guys didn't latch on to a guy and, and start having babies at 21. No. And uh, so, no, I don't think you can regret it at all. Okay, well, you just sort of answered this, but I was going to ask you... Um, like, do you feel that you're proud of Kate and I, of oh, how we turned absolutely. out? Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm not, you, you certainly didn't turn out the way I expected you to turn out. I, you know, you, a mother expects, you know, my child's going to go to university, you were going to become a pediatric nurse, Kate was going to, I don't know, I figured she would do something, master's degree like or whatever. Um, this She's whole, working on it now. Yeah, I know. And, you know, things just, it just hasn't, the whole 20s decade, that, that is a conclusion I've drawn only watching you guys going through, watching your generation going through your 20s. Because you are um, experiencing something, it's so different than in the 70s when I went through my 20s, or 80s, I guess. So when you say that you kind of thought we would turn out a certain way, was that something you'd hope from when we were younger, like very young? Yeah. Or was it when you started to watch us like grow into our own personalities and thinking like, oh, I could see her doing yeah. this? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that, but at the same time, it was more traditional. It wasn't, uh, you know, taken off to... Australia for four months yeah. and not turning into a year yeah. with just simply me phoning exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't think I've ever let my kid do that. <laughs> Or I'll know full well that they are not coming back within four months. Who knows? But yes, who knows, Mom? You were very young. I was very young, but I think it was the thing that... Well, there's no question it was the thing that made me who I am because it also led to my depression and everything, but... Yeah, but I think part of the reason why... I've suffered You arrived so much. at the airport after the year when your visa had expired yes. and didn't stop crying for months years? or years... I think a lot of that had to do with an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation of the of that time. Yeah. Because really, you were just on a really long vacation. Yeah. It was incredibly intimidating to come home at nineteen, and to move into a new home. 
to have been done high school and now be further away from my friends from high school. Feel as though I was no longer the person I was in Australia who I'd grown to really love and be confident about. And then feel like I had to make a decision about my future. And it all just, I obviously did not handle it well. Um, But we could, I wouldn't give back my year in Australia for anything, for the friendships I made and for the lessons I learned and and things like that. and And for the fun that I had. But I very much agree. I wish that, I don't know if I wish that I could have been more realistic on my return and not let it all hit me for so long. Or if I maybe waited and was able to do it exactly the way it was, but later on and known that I could have come back more mature about it. But again, can't yeah, really. I mean, it's, I've never had a trip of that length before, but I have definitely experienced trips where you're not ready to come home yet. And uh, apparently you weren't. <laughs> no, I wasn't ready for a while. Do you find yourself worrying about Kate and I now more than, or more when we were younger? Um, I, I, I was getting a little worried about you uh, going through what you were going through. Um, Kate has had her readjustment having come back from Korea, but I'm, I'm seeing you guys, I've watched you mature so much in the past year and, um, you know, um, you're just blossoming and, um, Kate is finding her way. And she's going to do it in her time. But uh, no, I know I'm not nearly as worried about you guys as I was fairly recently. <laughs> I just like wonder what it must be so weird when we're younger and you literally have to like watch us so that we don't hurt ourselves to do things versus now it's like it's 2 a.m. and nobody's texted it and we haven't come home or I haven't come over in five days or whatever. Like it must be so weird to have the adjustment from you being concerned that I'm gonna burn myself on the stove to you being like, I haven't heard from my daughter in days and I'm like, sorry, I was busy at work. But there again, I strike that to the um, uh, idea that we naturally, our parental instincts naturally Change. change a little bit over the years and I, I think that it's there for a reason I mean if you're living in my house and you don't come home till three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yes your dad and I are gonna worry but or dad is and you're gonna yeah sleep. obviously <laughs> <laughs> okay can you name a couple of ways that you think I'm similar to you or a couple of ways that you think I am not um Oh, I, I can think of a lot of ways that you and I are similar. Um, I think we're both, we both have good instincts when it comes to people. And um, that was another thing I was going to say I liked about myself. Yeah, you can throw that in there now. handy, yeah. Um, and um, we sort of have the same kind of, um, I don't want to say work ethic, because just because of the fact that you're kind of doing what I do <laughs> at the moment. Um, but, you know, you, you're, um, but you, it's the work ethic, the whole, you know, you're, you don't, you've accepted the fact that, yeah, sometimes it's a grind, but you got to do it. Um, because not every job is, gets like that at some point. So I think that that's something that we share. Um, there's probably a million other things, but. What's one thing you think that we are very opposite on? Or like, I did not get from you. Food. <laughs> Your food likes. Fair. I uh, am a very picky eater. Yeah. Well, I'm actually not as picky as I used to be, but I still am pickier than I yeah. even want to be. Yeah, I love to. I was thinking more personality-wise, though. Um, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't remember seeing that question, to be perfectly I'm honest. Fair. So I haven't really thought about that one. I don't know, like, we say that Dad is the sentimental one, which I would agree that I am also the sentimental one, if out of Kate and I. But you're still sentimental yourself. You are a lot more sensitive than I am. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I just have to... You cry as much as I do, though. Well, that's when true. When, I mean, like, when watching movies and stuff. You're my mm-hmm. crying buddy in that sense. But, no, I take things a lot more... Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, I'm a bit more pragmatic, I guess. Yeah. Okay. 
Is there anything you've ever wanted to tell me but haven't? I hope that I've told you things that, you know, the nuggets of wisdom that I need to impart <laughs> to you as, as they've unfolded. I'm sure there's a gazillion more. And I keep saying that I'd love to write that book someday and have it there for you. But I, I think you guys know how I feel about you. And, um, and that's the most important thing. I mean, there's lots of life advice. But you guys are making some good choices. Some not so good choices, but, you know, you can live and learn, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you guys, both of you being unattached at the moment, I... By that, she means single for anybody (laughs) listening that is my age. I, you know, because sometimes you guys allude to the fact that you'd like to have somebody... Yes, like most people would. (laughs) Yeah, and and I get that. But I kind of celebrate the fact that you guys are independent and um, all that kind of stuff. And you shouldn't feel pressure to pair off and make babies if you're not ready. Yeah. Um, I think we get that from you. Definitely, like, the independence aspect. Like, you probably wear the pants in the relationship with dad let's be honest and uh even then like i don't know you you've you've let us know that we can go after what we want and nobody really should be holding us back from that i think that that is the most important thing like i you know the although you guys have been raised in a completely generation a different generation than i was But, you know, there was a lot of expectations that even in 1977, when I graduated high school, were still hanging around. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be riding on the coattails of all the women's livers. But um, it was still a long time. I mean, as you know, it's uh, before the norms changed and, you know, pairing off and getting married and you know, finding a career that was suitable, you know, as opposed to finding what your passions are, that kind of thing, you know, it wasn't done. And so if you guys spend 10 years floating around trying to figure it out, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We thank you for and, that. And when you say I wear the pants in the family, it's mostly because I absolutely refuse to settle for mediocrity. Yeah. I don't, I just... And I, I, there's a lot of things I've settled on over the years, and I take full responsibility for taking the easy way out, or just being lazy, or just not wanting to have a fight about something. But if there's something you want to do, you got to do it, and if it's scary, you got to get past it. Yeah. So there's the negative wisdom that I promised you. Thank you. Um. Okay. Is there anything you think we can change within our relationship to ensure that it gets better than it is now? Well, the one thing that I've always regretted, I mean, we do have a lot of humor in our family, but a lot of that humor comes from a lot of sarcasm. And sometimes that sarcasm can be very cutting. I don't know that we, at this point in our lives we're ever going to change. <laughs> But, and for the most part, I think we can take it, but sometimes it just, it's, it feels meaner than it's intended. I know that, but I know your dad, for example, I think he is a little more sensitive to it. I can take a lot more because I can dish out a lot more too. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Can you think of something? No, I think that that's fair. I <laughs> tend to have a sharper tongue than I like to have when I'm annoyed or frustrated. And yeah, I guess a little bit more patience in general. But Yeah. I also think it's important that we just remember to make time for ourselves. Because obviously I've been coming over a lot in the last few weeks. Although I probably shouldn't. Um, um, which has been really nice. We were keeping our bubbles small. Yeah, I haven't hugged you in ages. Um, But 
I don't know, it's just easy to come over and have dinner and watch TV, you know? Like, I think it's important that we play more games or have yeah. more conversations, too. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. I also think it's cool that we, you know, bond over certain things. Like, watching Saturday Night Live is, like, something I do at your house and only your house. And specific movies that it's like, oh, I gotta watch that with my mom. Like, so there is a cool aspect to that, but I agree that sometimes maybe we can just kind of settle into every day a little too much. Yeah, no, that's definitely been a thing with me for the last few years, but that's something I have to work through. Okay, so last question um, for anybody listening. I'm wondering what you can tell any other moms, specifically younger moms that might be listening. Do you have any advice or any suggestions? Just be kind to yourself and your children. And don't take everything too seriously. They're resilient. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just, just, yeah, I was a neurotic mess when I had Kate. I was a lot better when I had you. Perks of being the second baby. Mm-hmm. Imagine what the third would have been like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that would have made but, me a middle child. No, thank you. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm a middle child. True. There you go. Um, no, I, um... I would just say, just go easy on yourself. That's fair. Well, I want to thank you for doing this with me. It was a lot of fun. For selfish reasons, I think it's very cool to have this kind of recorded and have had this conversation. But I just also think in general, like, it's cool to give other people the inspiration to maybe have these conversations with their moms or dads or anybody in their family, really, specifically if they're a little bit older. Um, we all tend to have a little bit more time on our hands currently, so there's really no reason to say no, and this can be done virtually, so no uh, excuses. Yeah, true. Um, but I know the microphone can be intimidating, and obviously you're my first in-person guest, so we both kind of, it was awkward, but we fell into the groove, I think. Yeah. Um, but before I let you go, I want to take a minute and tell you how much I love you. Um, probably going to cry, hold on, I'm going to get through this, um. We are a family who tells each other that we love each other all the time, um, like daily, multiple times a day, but I love you so much. Um, you're my best friend in the world, and um, I just am so grateful that you're my mom for everything that you've done for Kate and I, and the way that you travel with us and laugh with us, and you still teach us, and you still guide us and mentor us. Like, you're just... I mean, our friends are your friends. Like, you're literally in our Instagram chats. Like, it's, you're just, you're the best person I know, and I love you so much. And um, I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful for you. And uh, I hope you know how much Kate and I adore you. And um, this Mother's Day isn't going to be particularly exciting given government restrictions, but I hope you feel loved and you know how much we care about you. I do. You guys are the best things that ever happened to me. Thank you. Um, Well, you are literally the reason I exist, so (laughs) thank you for being the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, I hope that we can continue on this really cool road that we've specifically adapted the last year since I've been a better version of myself, and we can continue to be friends as well as family and plan that trip to New Orleans and do all these fun things that we talk about and all the bachelorette nights when we can finally get back into the house together. I'll never take them for granted again. I know. Um, But yeah. So for anybody that's listening, hug your moms. Tell them that you love them. For anybody that might be listening that is no longer able to do so, my heart goes out to you because I'm going to be hugging mine a little bit tighter now that we've been told we can. Um, A big happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. So, bye guys!